Support for WVIK comes from Kathleen Collins at the Dragonfly in Bettendorf. Using both conventional and alternative counseling methods for empowerment to help create change for individuals and couples. More information is at KathleenCollinsCounseling.com. Support for Talking Heart on WVIK comes from the people at Quad City Bank and Trust, helping the local community with their banking and financial needs for more than 20 years. Information is at QCBT.com. Support also comes from the estate of Margaret Skinner, a longtime friend of WVIK and lover of the arts. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with Andrea Olson, the event director for the first TEDx Davenport conference, which was held last week on March 7th at the Figgy Art Museum. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for organizing the event. Can you just start by explaining the concept of a TED Talk? Sure, sure. Well, TED stands for Technology, Entertainment, and Design. And TED started as a nonprofit organization around 1985-1984 in Canada. And this platform was really designed to give a voice for people that had new ideas, big ideas that they could share with the community that maybe they didn't have another venue to share those ideas through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And then the TEDx, which you sponsored, that is a designation that uh, means that it's a somewhat smaller event that's held in local communities such as ours. Correct. So they developed the actual TEDx events around 2009, allowing individual communities to hold their own TED events locally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The TED program was designed in part to spark conversation and connection within communities. And you've described this event to me as an immersion of ideas, perspective, and culture. So so let's talk about that a little bit. There was this huge range of, of talks and people coming from a diverse variety of backgrounds. You know, the thing about TED is that they don't want you to center on a specific theme, a specific category, or a specific topic, such as medicine or education. They really want the events to be an amalgamation of different people from different backgrounds, different areas, uh, and different knowledge centers. So the important part was to have this immersion, as you mentioned, of different ideas all coming together into one single event. There were many excellent talks, but one of my favorites was Jeff Hobbs, who delivered a very emotional lecture uh, called Winning from Last Place. And he talked about the importance of persistence and overcoming obstacles with his particular disability. And it was so moving. I don't think there was a dry eye in the room. Um, And people just stood and gave him a roaring standing ovation. It was really incredible to witness. It was. I still have goosebumps even when we simply just talk about it. And I wish more people could have experienced it. One of the things about TEDx is not about trying to convince people of specific things, but it's about starting to change hearts and minds. It's about exposing people to different ideas and allowing them to come to their own conclusions and applying those ideas to their own lives and community in their own way. And so it's a first step towards making change and encouraging people to explore new things that they haven't experienced in the past and just taking that in. And then they can translate that into what applies to their lives in the most appropriate way. It's such a beautiful idea. And I must say that the speeches were incredibly polished. These were 
performed so well, and there truly is an art to public speaking. Oh, definitely. And, you know, and the big part of TED is they want to make sure that each speaker is really living up to that TED brand. And if you've seen a TED Talk before, they typically run from 5 to 15 minutes in length. And they say that you cannot use notes. You can't have any really prompts. You have to have this really polished and rehearsed. Mm -hmm. So we actually had all of the speakers go through about a series of three rehearsals at the Figgy in the auditorium so they could get used to the venue and provide feedback and help them polish their presentation to be really top-notch. Mm -hmm. Well, it worked because they really did come off as the ultimate professionals. There were some local speakers, but some people traveled from other states, quite a quite a uh, lengthy distance, to come and give their presentations. Oh, yes. We had about two-thirds of our speakers from the Quad Cities region and surrounding areas, so as far west as Des Moines and far east as Clinton. And then one-third of our speakers came from across state lines, and that included Florida, Washington, D.C., Oregon, and California. Yeah. Well, the event experience was very high energy, and you could just feel the creativity immediately when you entered the lobby. It was almost pulsating with energy. Um, you had a lot of other artists there as well, so it was not just speakers. Yes, correct. So we wanted to make sure that the TED event wasn't just a presentation event, but a com comprehensive, immersive experience into new ideas. And so we had about nine different artists that were in the Figgy lobby actually doing their craft from beginning to end. So if you entered at 11 a.m., you saw basket weavers, pottery person, uh, acrylic painter, watercolor painter, uh, wood carvers, calligraphers, all starting a piece from scratch. Mm -hmm. And you could see that piece actually transform over time by the time you came back from break you could see that they had been halfway through how they proceeded and how they actually developed their art from beginning to end. Yeah, that was that was a really great twist because you could you could go up and talk with each individual artist. I saw it must have been the acrylic painter who would rotate his canvas, and I didn't realize that when painters do that, that they commonly rotate their canvas to reach different uh, different parts and to just get a different perspective on it. So that was really eye opening. Mm -hmm. Um, this social space, the lobby where all the artists were, that just provided this great room for connection and conversation and, and networking, with, which I think is also part of the TED experience. It's critically important because the principle of TED is about not just presenting big ideas, but sharing big ideas. And TED really actually wants you to make sure that all the people that are involved in the event are not just listening to the presenters and being immersed in the experience, but actually taking away those ideas and spreading them throughout the community. Mm -hmm. When did you start envisioning Davenport as a possible conference site? And um, and I should say that one thing I do love about creative people such as yourself is the is their ability to recognize the void. And by that I mean like recognize that we that we don't have something here. We have a great community that's very vibrant. That's um, there's there's so many artistic opportunities, but somehow you really looked around and said, "Huh, we don't we don't have a TEDx conference here," and I think I'm going to make that happen. I, I've been in the Quad Cities uh, almost all my life, uh, and I've seen over time that it feels like we we sometimes function as individual micro communities, uh, and we're starting to overcome that void. But there are there these invisible barriers between the cities, between the states that still somewhat limits us to function as 
one united region. And uh, my father introduced me to TED Talks uh, many, many years ago. He was very passionate about them. Uh, And I saw that TED might be a great platform for something in the Quad Cities. And uh, over the last uh, two years, it's something that's been percolating for quite some time, had some conversations with different people in the community, but it does require a really large effort in bringing together people and, and executing something on this scale. Oh, yeah. You partnered with Christine Caves and Sean Muller to pull this together. Correct. Um, and then there were a huge number of volunteers as well. Yes. Uh, over 25 volunteers uh, stepped up to the plate and really just helped make the experience for all the attendees as smooth and wonderful as possible. Yeah, great. What was the process like to get site approval? Tell us about that. You know, so TED, uh, you know, of course, is a global brand, so they do have uh, a lengthy list of standards. Uh, and the process begins first by filling out an extensive amount of paperwork, and uh, they really actually want you to have a specific site selected. We initially had actually applied uh, as TEDx Quad Cities to try to keep that inclusivity going, uh, and they actually initially rejected the application, saying you can't really own a region; it has to be a specific area city or location. So we reapplied as TEDx Davenport. In addition, uh, they require you to give a proposal of what you see the entire event being, including potential speakers, abstracts about what they will discuss, and topics so they can ensure the diversity of what you're presenting. Uh And they had a few quirky um, requirements as well. Uh, there, uh, There was this red, large red carpeted dot that the speakers have to stand on. Right. That's that's a part. That's a component of it. Yes. There are a few uh, specifics that they want in regards to the stage and the stage presence. And one of those things is this very large red dot that is needs to be at least carpet uh, or vinyl. Um, and it has to be something where that's where the speaker is standing the entire time during the program. Uh, so Abby Carpet Gallery was wonderful in helping get, get us a 12-foot red dot. Um, that's awesome. Abby <laughs> Carpet Gallery. Yes, yes. Yes. That's great. And then the sign. The sign was beautiful. So it said TEDx Davenport. It was enormous. It was the length of the stage. And that was made locally, too. Yes. Uh, so we had to have a, a three-dimensional TEDx Davenport sign uh, on stage behind the speaker. Uh, and Bush Construction really stepped up to the plate. They actually built the sign themselves. It ended up being four feet tall by about 18 feet wide. <laughs> so it was quite an endeavor to get it uh, into um, the, the stage and, and up there. But uh, it worked out very well, and it just looked fabulous. But, yeah, it did. It looked beautiful. It was this, this like, glistening red color. How did you recruit your speakers? Uh, so we had 65 applicants to speak. Uh, and we used uh, multiple channels to source them, including social media, the national TED site, and then our own TEDx Davenport website, along with reaching out to local media. Mm-hmm. And you said they initially had to submit to you a short video, and from that you could select the final 14 um, perform- or, uh, speakers. Correct. Uh, so out of the 65 applicants, each of them had to provide some basic information, their name, their background, et cetera, but then also a three-minute overview video of what their topic was going to be, a little bit about their background, and why they were passionate about speaking. So we could get a better idea of what they wanted to discuss, uh, why they wanted to discuss it, and then a little bit about their personality and stage presence. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, and there and there was quite a variation there. And you said that they practiced three times at the Figgy. So when did you when did you start the practices? How many months in advance did this um, did you work on this? So we actually uh, filed the application in September and received approval in October. Uh, did our pre planning in October. Took November and December off for the holiday, and then started rehearsals in January and February. And the last rehearsal was March first. Oh, great! What would you say your biggest challenge was? You know, with any project like this, the biggest challenge I personally find is communication. It's about ensuring that everyone involved is on the same page, has clear expectations, and understand de- understands responsibilities and deadlines. Uh, but I would also say that really a key for anyone doing any type of event like this is project management and working backwards from the date of the event or the date something's due and understanding those major milestones everything on how that they're interconnected and then building a little bit of extra cushion for your deadlines so then you can kind of prevent any catastrophes. Well, for this being the first year, it certainly went off extremely well. Um, And I'm hoping this might become an annual event. Is that a possibility? Yes, that is the intent. Uh, We actually want to do uh, TEDx Davenport every year. Uh, We've been in conversations with a few folks about expanding to another event across the river. Uh, possibly in Moline. Um, And then also we've had some conversations about people with interest in doing specialized TED events, whether that be a TED youth or a TED women. Mm -hmm. Um, You'd mentioned the possibility of a TEDx salon, if you will, which is kind of a mini TEDx up to 30 people in attendance. And that sounds really fascinating too. Yes. So the the one benefit with our license is that we can actually hold a series of TED salon events. Uh, And what we envision that being is something where we put out to the community a challenge. What is something that we're facing as a region? Let's say a challenge with homelessness. So instead of having a series of presenters on a wide variety of topics, we actually reach out to the community and have a handful of speakers, whether that be individuals or groups, come and present their big idea on how to tackle this problem for the community. And we want to pull people together that are influencers in the community so they can help take that idea and bring it to life. Yeah, I think that's fabulous. You know, and I'm envisioning, um, obviously, people in government from all of the the four cities and the quad cities um, and and uh, just uh, people who are passionate for in our community in other ways. Um, and we could make a pretty long list of topics to address. And the idea of having these like mini salons, if you will, where smaller numbers of people are brainstorming about solutions to those problems. I mean, I, I just think that's fabulous, uh, especially if you bring in uh, diverse populations like Ted is, is known to do. Let's talk a little bit about yourself briefly. What, what is your business background? Sure. Uh, You know, I started my career um, out of college uh, helping a friend start a tech company uh, up in Cedar Rapids. So uh, I lived the startup life for 10 years, and uh, that gives you really an interesting and diverse experience for everything from cleaning the toilets to – to doing sales. Uh, And you have to kind of uh, scrap and fight and be creative to make something fly. Uh, After that, I moved on to uh, heading up uh, the sales, marketing, and digital marketing efforts of two global manufacturers here in the Quad Cities region, uh, and saw that there was an opportunity 
uh, to address a gap in the market where many of these organizations struggled to become more customer-centric, not just in process, but within culture internally inside the organization. Uh, so I founded a firm uh, a few years back called Pragmatic, and that's exactly what we do is help companies become more customer-centric, not just within their operations, but also within their culture. And customer-centric meaning that you just try to help companies improve the experience for their customers so it's easier to access their services or they just have a better experience at the business? Is that... The, the short answer is yes, but the bigger answer is that when we think about customers, customers are both internal and external. Customers are employees. Customers are suppliers. Customers are partners. Customers might be simply people who buy your products or services. And many companies struggle to, to try to be more creative and more innovative with how they serve customers. So we don't just simply examine how you're communicating and engaging with customers, but how can you use what your skill sets are and your organizational culture to more effectively innovate and differentiate from your competition, mm -hmm. helping your customer actually achieve what they want to get done rather than simply just the transaction of purchasing a product. Well, your experience in improving customer service and, and working with others and including others and, and making sure that everyone's working optimally together really showed with, with the um, way in which you pulled off this TEDx conference. It was a beautiful event, and I was so grateful to be able to attend. Andrea Olson, thank you so much for talking today and for your energy and creativity, which brought the first TEDx conference to the Quad Cities last week. I'm so thankful that you did this. Thank you. You're welcome. This has been Carolyn Martin, talking art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. <music>